Welcome back into episode 33 of Don't Forget the Popcorn, the Dave and Wes movie podcast. I'm your host, Dave McPeak, joining the MPN studios with the incomparable Wesley Gilberto Ledesma. How you doing, sir? I love the triple name, Dave. You got to like go triple it. name. You earned it. it. I think we've reached that celebrity <laughs> status at this point. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't know if everybody's calling me David Charles McPeak around here, but they should. Well, DCM. DCM. Yeah. Uh, big stuff. We, we got great feedback on our Facebook page on Michigan Podcasting Network. Make sure to follow us on there because lots of good feedback on the Tombstone pod. We had, I think, our... Uh, you know, two favorite colonels. Are, well, there are. You know, they love this show more than anybody. <laughs> I, I don't know if we can play favorites, uh, but I think our two biggest fans, uh, the Ruth Ruffs, chiming it's in. Like picking your favorite children, Dave. You know, it's tough. It's <laughs> tough. I mean, how do you pick a favorite colonel out of a bucket? I, I don't know if you necessarily can, but man, we got some great feedback from them on the Tombstone Pod. They were all in on their recast. <laughs> I think you got the same message. Uh, was it? I think it was Mackenzie. Yeah. Actually had the notes, and she's like, we've been waiting for this one for a while. Uh, oh, I love it. Good notes. Good she notes. better notes than I do for this. And, you know, Jack really she gave a great... as a guest. <laughs> I, I know. Right? we, we got to figure it out. We'll, we got to get the, you know, Ruth Ruffs down here at some point. Jack loved the Colonel's Corner, uh, you know, looking at that. But just real quick, I... I thought Jack had a really nice uh, recast. His curly bill, Cole Hauser. Ooh, That's your boy. It's good guy. It's good <laughs> It's a good gun. It's a good gun, Doc. Uh, Johnny Ringo, Charlie Hunnam. I think that's okay. a very solid Anytime pick. Anytime you cast Hunnam, I'm on board. Yep. Uh, good, good fan of Hunnam. Uh, here's your boy. <laughs> Tom Hardy as uh, Wyatt Earp. Oh, nice. When you said your boy, I thought you were going to go John Hamm for sure. Yeah, Tom Hardy, is, you've been pulling out the bang uh, all the time. The, the bang impressions. You think Wyatt's your ally. <laughs> uh, and then Doc Holliday. Leonardo DiCaprio, he'd oh. pull it off. He would definitely pull it off. I think he's just Man. that good. Absolutely. This yeah. budget is unreal, though, that he's pulling out. <laughs> Virgil Earp, Ryan Hurst. I'm not sure who that is. No. I know who what? Fred Durst is. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> well, you see the money he spent on the first couple of actors? He had to true. tone it down that's, a little. He's turned into the water world of uh, Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morgan, Morgan was Jake Gyllenhaal. So oh. that's your, you get Jake Gyllenhaal as your like six fiddle. Yeah. Uh, and then his Rebhorn, John Corbett, the guy from My Big Fat Greek yep. Wedding. What, Aiden, I think, in uh, yep. Sex and the City. Your favorite show. Uh, oh, that's actually not a bad show. It's, it's a good show. So great breakdown from that. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, you can follow us at DFTP Movie Pod, where Mike, new yeah. nickname, Mike Pressure, Pressure Peters, Peters. He comes in and. Just absolutely gave me the biggest curveball of I'm so disappointed I didn't think What's of it. That? Timothy Oliphant as Wyatt. Oh Earp. yeah. Are you kidding I me? Know. Justified just, himself. Perfect. It would yeah. That and was how, a miss. How did I not go to the Deadwood bucket more? I almost feel like oh, I man, should just I take about Deadwood. the Deadwood cast and put them in Tombstone. You're telling me oh, Al Swearingen man. wouldn't be the best curly bill around? Yeah, good. Yelling, point. yelling at people to go get the peaches. See, I gotta pick it back up on Deadwood right now. I'm still like, I'm still right in the middle of season one, so 
Oh, that, yeah, that upsets me, because you're right, Swearinger would have been nice for that, Oliphant for the part. Ugh. It's good stuff. Pressure Peters right there to call it us It was on, right it. there, and it was a good one. So love the feedback. We got some feedback from some other people. Deanna Ledesma saying she's pleased as could be. Uh, I think Joe Ledesma yeah, jumped in I, saying it was a great pod. So well, when you're enjoying the pod up on Torch Lake, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's going to sound pretty good. Anything guess, better. Right? It's good ambiance. It's, it's yeah. good. Good acoustics. Good, good, good acoustics off the water it's a good there. Book. Yeah. It's a good book. <laughs> uh, so lots of good stuff. Make sure to follow us along on that. Uh, the Michigan Podcasting Network, our other active podcast right now. There's two dormant ones. Uh, but our other <laughs> active podcast, Travel with Thomas Week, breaking it out. Uh, she actually dropped her episode, I think, the same the night internship? Uh, internship? as us. It was the internship. Uh, a little back-to-school oh, nice. uh, flavor so for everybody. Wilson, so Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, broke. No, that's Travels with Thomas Wick. It's a good one. The, the Quidditch <laughs> game is phenomenal right. uh, in that movie. Underrated movie, by the way. I didn't think Man, it got I what it should have got. I completely agree. I just wanted to see uh, to see the Wedding Crasher boys back together for I a know. movie. I was alright with it. But we're here to talk about Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's great. She talked about the internship she had in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, some Southern lingo. Uh, you know, Johnny Ringo, Southern lingo. Uh, so it's, it's really good. And then she always gives some good uh, trip tips. Am I getting that right? Trip, trip tips. tips. Uh, on some in-flight entertainment, so good stuff out of Travel with Thomas Wick. You know, she, her seventh episode, she's cranking them out yeah. too. So make Boy, sure to give her a listen. Absolutely. Absolutely, it just feels like one of our our children are are flying out of the the nest. It's almost I'm, double digits, Dave. <laughs> flying out of the I know. nest. <laughs> How is a child flying out of a nest? What kind of house am I running over here? You got a couple movies in this week. I yeah. see a couple movies in this week. Yeah, hustled. To the movie theater, I did. I, I did, Dave. You knew I was going to see it. You and called it. I, you I called made your my shot. Way out uh, Monday evening, wet and caught hustlers, and a lot of good reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. 80, I mean, we're at 80, some eighty-seven percent. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure where it stands right now, but I agreed with it. I mean, it, it was really. It was a funny movie. It was well shot. Buckets. I'm right at three buckets. Three buckets. Yeah, I was toying with. I was at three and a half for a while. There's a few things that kind of brought it back to reality, if you will. But this was a really well shot movie. It was. Uh, so I've heard it's a female director. So I mean, it's oh, handling okay. it. Uh, I forget her name, but an up and coming female director taking it on. Uh, so good cast. It's it's good cast. It's good, good, ca- cast. good cast. Good cast. But they do it from like this this yeah, inter- interview standpoint. So you have uh, nice. So like the reporters interviewing a girl that took place. True in story it. too. Yeah, I think from 2011. Yep. Yep. And. Uh, that's what I. That's what I really dug about that because it goes back and forth from the interview and then you know to the actual events that she's kind of talking Very about. Very cool. And it is a, it's a really cool story and I definfely think it's worth a watch. Three an easy three buckets and you know, not honestly, too. I could help but feel bad that they got caught. <laughs> well, it's almost a Robin Hood story, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're ripping off these rich guys. I'm hearing you know I I listened to Adnan's podcast this morning where it's like. I mean, these guys are asking for it anyways. And like, it's not like you almost, it's playing fast and loose with some morals. Yeah, I mean, like you're still doing bad they had, stuff. They but. had one scene, this isn't giving anything away from the movie, but it's, uh, you know, it's a cop sitting at, you know, the night, you know, the 911 desk or whatever. And he gets a call and the guy on the other line, oh, you got to help me. I just spent $50,000 at a strip. And then he hangs up before he can even get the word <laughs> club out. And you're like, yeah, that is the most unbelievable story 
to have to try to tell and you know say that you got you know bamboozled or swindled yeah. in that like yeah sir had a couple of cocktails and spent too much okay all right next problem yeah. type of thing so really good story and uh was there an oceans vibe to it i remember that was the tagline that we saw probably not not quite that really at ocean. you could see how it was trying to move to that because they were they were all profiting very well but yeah nice Easy three buckets. I think it's definitely worth it. It's probably going to be a rental for you, though. I Chris, assume, huh? yeah, I'm not going to theaters. There's too many prying <laughs> eyes. But I mean, honestly, it's. I heard it's not exploitative. You get the no. the female director that's doing it, and and you, and you look at that. But I mean, it's it's definitely not one I'm going out into public to see. But I mean, here's the thing. You know, I'm the biggest Oscar guy out there. There is legitimate Oscar buzz for this movie. And we joked about it yeah. two weeks ago. Like, we both chuckled. I just listened back to it. And we're both like, Oscar buzz. Meh. <laughs> uh, had to beat the Oscar off with a stick. We, we leoted it. But, and, I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's got the stripper setting, obviously. But and that was the kind of cool thing about it. They didn't really, they, <laughs> no, 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 they, not, but they, they weren't really super focused on that. Like that was the backdrop yes. for sure. Good, but that wasn't the whole thing of the movie. So you kind of forgot the, uh, you forget the atmosphere that it takes, and that you know no. the fact that in the background there's probably you know naked women. But <laughs> you, uh, you are not alone in that because I think it made like thirty. Four million dollars yeah. this past weekend. That's a that's a big opening. It's a big opening. Uh, when yeah. you look at that, so very cool to see uh, that and hear that it's good. I mean, yeah. it's just oh yeah, well an worth, original well movie. I mean, it's not a sequel. It's good to see that roll out. Speaking of sequels, I think you got a second review. Another one. So oh whoa 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 wait wait whoa you didn't go to that movie alone. Oh, you went yeah. and Kristen. saw it with old Kristen's Corner. What did Kristen's Corner no, give? Kristen it? really enjoyed that. I mean, she was right with me on the three yeah. buckets. Oh, so, wow. I mean, so there we go. We're coming There's back a to back. Huge stamp. Back to back movies over three buckets. Dave, she might be coming around. Coming around. We finally Stay got it. We got one. Stay tuned because I think what? We got Kingpin next week. Oh. We're putting that three buckets to the test with Kingpin with her, I think. So that's so we'll going to be see. a great test. Uh, you gr- good segue. That's right. why you're one of the pros. pros. <laughs> next week, next week we're bringing Kingpin to you. Kingpin bucket list. We haven't seen it in forever. You know, golf golf leagues are done. Bowling leagues are starting yep. up. Bigger and McCracken and the boys coming into the studio. Hit the next lanes. Week. All right, let's get to your second review. So X Men Dark Phoenix just you're, released mm. on uh, Video Tuesday. Right? Yes. Big fan of the X-Men series Same in here. general. Same so, here. And this one, you know, going in, honestly, this started off first hour. I was, I'm looking over at Chris, and like, this got bad reviews, right? This was kind of panned. And I'm like, man, this, I'm at a steady three and a half bucks oh, wow. throughout this. I mean, it. feel like there's a buck coming. It didn't, and I can't really, I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I'm going to stick at two and a half buckets okay. for it. okay. Really solid movie, special effects, and I think the cast. And you can't say enough about the cast of this. This is great. I mean, it's uh, yeah. There's it, it goes five six deep with it. And I don't know if I'm not sure why it was panned so much. To be honest with you, I don't know if it, it doesn't follow the exact comic book line. No, so you get those comic know. book people that are like, yeah, no, I don't. You know, that's not how Jean Grey turns into the Phoenix or stuff yeah. like that. But I thought it was pretty good. And in, in, in the line of the. I don't think most critics are the comic book nerds, yeah. so I don't think that's why. I, I don't remember. It's just they said it's overly long. It's just there's not a lot of there's not a lot of life to, in the characters. I try to but leave being when a movie's long out of the critique because I one hundred I like. I don't think this was the you know my I, I think this was better than X Men Apocalypse, so I'm going to put it in oh, front of that. Okay. And I liked X-Men yeah. Apocalypse. So I think I'm right there. I'm going to go with a conservative two and a half buckets after our Too Fast, Too Furious fiasco. 
<laughs> so Hustlers 3. Yeah. You know, well, X-Men Dark Phoenix 2 and a half. I, I just think I'm with you. I haven't seen it yet. It's mm-hmm. one that I will be seeing, I'm sure, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, well worth a but watch, yeah. But I, I like... I loved all the X-Men movies. I even liked X-Men 3, and that's the one people hate. Yeah, like uh, you mean in the original... In the original uh, ones. Yep. X3, The Last Stand, I believe yeah. is what it was called. I'm, uh, yeah. But I, I'm a big fan of all of them. So, very nice. I didn't get to any this week. It's been uh, a little busy. Jeez, didn't get to... I know, I'm disappointed. Take I last, a day off from work or something. Get yourself night, a movie in. Take a vacation day just right. to get some movies in. I, I already made that promise to Mike Peters on Twitter that I was going to finish Dexter by uh, Thanksgiving. So that's... That's what, a tall uh, order. I don't know when I'm sneaking that in. I'm in season six, so I got three oh, seasons. Well, that's not too bad. It's doable, but, I mean, I've had the whole series for the last, what, <laughs> ten years? <laughs> and I haven't quite made it yet. So, so. Two more seasons in two months. <sighs> yeah, a month and a half. <laughs> so if you are looking to get to the theaters, I think a big weekend in the movie theaters, I, Ad Astra coming out, is the this, Brad Pitt space movie. Rambo weekend? Rambo weekend. Yes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes does not like it, 34%. However, they said it was one of the most violent movies ever made. And they said there's one scene in it that is one of the most violent movie scenes of the year. So that alone, I almost want to see Rambo, right? Just, yeah, oh yeah, wow. Rambo. So, All right, Excellent. Last Blood, emphasis on the blood, uh, apparently, <laughs> when we're looking at that. And... Saiyan's favorite is coming out this weekend, Downton Abbey. Oh, all right. Saiyan, the wait is over, buddy. However, 85%. I mean, we talked about it last. I know. There's a a following. There's a huge following, and I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I will uh, discard my tea and crumpets in the trash and just take up my popcorn. Uh, Go that way. It's been a while. We we unveiled this new segment, uh, a couple of, uh, and I'm excited. I, I'm really excited oh, for this. Oh, boy, I'm nervous. We unveiled this, <laughs> oh, man, probably a couple months ago, and it was a lot of fun. It was when we did John Wick, so it was probably oh, back, really? at, back in May is when we did it, and boy, we had a lot of fun with it. We called it Popcorn Pitches. Here's the idea. This is the age of reboots, sequels, prequels remakes, you name it. They're just trying to pick up franchises that you never would have thought. I mean, good God, there was a Dora the Explorer movie this summer. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I mean, they're they're rebooting movies that's like, people are like, why? why? Did we need that? Just leave it alone. Shaft had a movie out this summer, if you remember that. Uh, I mean, they keep they keep doing that, but we... How many Shafts is that? Is that three? Too many. Two Shafts, yeah, too good, furious. that's a good point. That's, that's, oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> so when you, <laughs> when you look at... Popcorn pitches, I think we're pretty good. Uh, we, we can give those treatments. You look at uh, our last time we did it, Son of a Hitch. Uh, You've Got Mail was now, uh, you got swiped, I think, was swipe right for you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, there was there was a lot of good ones. We, we, te- we, we don't know. So we have no idea what movies we're picking for each other. This is kind of like whose line is it anyways. Uh, don't forget the popcorn style. <laughs> Where the points don't matter. Where the points don't matter, but the, the pitches do. Uh, so what we're going to do is kind of talk it through. We're going to give the other guy about 10, 15 seconds uh, to kind of let it simmer Think about where they want to go with it so they're not just sprung on uh, and like expect something right away. Let those gears turn, <laughs> and we'll see what we have. They might be flops. They might not. But, I mean, like I said, they made a door to the Explorer yeah. movie, which I actually heard is kind of oh, good. Oh, no. Don't, I, I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to be watching Dora. I'm going to be watching They must it's have done a good. Coco incident They here. must have done a good pop. Don't you dare compare Dora <laughs> to Coco. All right. Who wants to go first? 
You, would you like to give me uh, the movie first, and I'll throw out the pitch, or do you want... I'll shoot one at you. Yeah. All right, here let we me, go. Let me, here let we go. Let me, throw, let me try to groove one right down home right plate down here. Right down the pipe. See if you can put it in play. Dave, I'm going to take you back to a time. 80s. Tommy Cruise. Bobby Duvall. Race cars. Oh. We're going Days of Thunder, Dave. Oh, man. Days of Thunder. We're going Cold Trickle. I, I want to... I wanna, I, I want you to give me something with you know the the racing atmosphere here. What what is Cold Trickle doing today? Give me so, another Days of Thunder. So here it is, Cold Trickle. I already got it. I love oh, it. Cold Tri- Cold Trickle's an a, an adrenaline junkie. He can't he can't quit. He cannot quit racing. He can't stop. That's just it's in his blood. It's yeah, in his blood. Is all get out of the car, Cole. But see, <laughs> the problem is like you keep giving me these these early 90s so if this is going to be remade and here's the thing top guns being remade so we're not too far out of the uh, realm of possibilities here oh you're gonna love my title title thunder and lightning so that's what the title's gonna days of thunder so it's gonna be thunder and lightning because tom cruise's son (laughs) is making his way up we got cole trickle and we got kale trickle (laughs) cole and kale and the thing is cole Kind of an estranged father because he, he's not focusing on the son. He's he's too he's too involved in the racing life. And honestly, I'm gonna say it's gonna kind of mirror Dale Senior, Dale Junior. You're gonna have something very okay. similar to that relationship. Hopefully, you know we're not gonna end it the same <laughs> yeah. way. And I don't mean anything bad by that. That would be a little too morbid and macabre for the for a fun popcorn pitch here. Hey, uh, talk but about a drama. I don't know. You know, I I know. Don't it know could be. It could get bad. There. But I mean, I'm thinking of something similar with that relationship and how they're gonna act together and how they're gonna be. So I, I think it's that son wants to get dad's love and dad's affection. But Dad's just going to drop the hammer down, and he's not going to let him win. And it's kind of letting that up there. But how does Son, how does Son get over the hump? How does Son make that next leap? In comes Robert Duvall. Yes. In comes Robert Duvall. Oh, Harry. The tricks. Harry's coming in. <laughs> Harry's coming in because here's the thing. Um, Oh my gosh! Oh, I can't think of it. Who's the other stepbrother? Uh, John C. Riley. John C. Oh, Riley. Yeah. John C. Riley was on the pit crew. Well, now John C. Riley is Cole Trickle's pit boss because Robert Duvall, Harry retired. Now Harry is Kale Trickles. <laughs> Kale Trickles. Uh, you know he's his pit boss. He's his, his pit boss. I don't know if that's the right word. Pit it crew? works for I'm me. Yeah, I think that's more of a casino <laughs> thing. The NASCAR fans are furious right now. So Coochie. It's apparently Coochie. John C. Riley is checking to make sure that hundred dollars a yes. legitimate bill, and he's letting it pass through. <laughs> crew chief, I got it. Crew chief. So there you go. I, I think we're going to call it Thunder and Lightning. Uh, the the Cole and Kale trickle story, and then we'll see Man. see how it ends. I, Not I, I too think, bad. I think that's what the we're fact going that with. you remember that John C. Riley was in that what a pull because he was why. just a yeah. I mean he was definitely on the crew team, but he it's was. not like he was a prominent role. So nicely done. I wonder if we can uh, find a spot for Rowdy Burns still. I don't know. That's we, what I was we might bring in Rowdy there. Burns. Yeah, Michael, might Rooker, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, dang it! I might have to. I heard John is, C. Riley's that. Is Rowdy Burns' son? He should have been. He should have been the crew chief. He should have been the crew chief. Ah, that's yeah, a miss. It's already out. All right, I know. It's all right. All <laughs> Nicely right. done. So though. there we go. That's Under the one I have. Jesus, how do you how do you follow a how know. do you follow a thunder and lightning? Well, here's how you're gonna follow. I it. I can't wait. Uh, I'm gonna go early '90s 
Also late 90s. This is already a franchise. Early 90s, but also late 90s. Because oh, it's a okay. franchise. There's two movies. Ooh. Two movies. Ooh. So you have to come up with the third. This, I can't believe, stopped this franchise. I thought this franchise was ripe to keep going on. The two movies were very, very popular. Do not go in there. Woo! We're Ace going with Ventura. Ace Ventura. Ventura. Yes, oh. Satan. So I want a third Ace Ventura movie. We're due. We're due for Jim Carrey to break out in another great comedic role. Enough serious Jim Carrey. Enough Twitter Jim Carrey with his political cartoons. I want to get back to... Uh, that's none of your damn business, Dan. Uh, ask <laughs> you got any that. more of that gum? <laughs> so what I'm going to do with Ace Ventura here... So we've we've seen Pet Detective. Yep. We've seen When Nature Calls. So how, how did Ace get to become like this? How did, how did he get oh. so pet... Centered, so I'm gonna have to take you back to a time. So we're gonna have to put Jim Carrey on the, the shelf. The aging. Oh, we're gonna, oh. have to, we're gonna have to use your boy Seaman's plots ah. as a young, as a young Ace Ventura. I love it. And it's gonna start back to a time where his, uh, you, you know, his parents. You know, the, he's living in one of these uh, in apartments, you know, and his parents are always kind of ripping on him because he's weird. He's got the funny haircut. Kids are picking on him. Walks around weird. Got the swag. His, his only friends are, are the animals, Dave. Oh. His, you know, he's got, he's got a dog. He's got a weird parrot on his shoulder or something. For some reason, he turned into a pirate. I don't know. Oh, he feed, he has the parrot in the yeah, movie. Oh, that's, that's a good He's always feeding the bird. So, so the that's bird eats the bird here. seed out of his belly button. <laughs> And in that apartment complex, somebody loses, you know, somebody loses a dog. Somebody loses, actually, we're going to go, somebody loses a cat. Because mm. those things you can never keep yeah. track of, right? And no. they're up in trees. Who knows where the heck they're going. And so he, you know, Ace, Little Ace, <laughs> makes it his mission. Is that the title? <laughs> makes it his mission to find this cat. And everybody gives him so much depth, so much credit for when Little Ace finds this cat. And then that kind of that kind of catapults him Ooh, to be to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like that actually. To to be this pet detective as he moves God. forward, and we're gonna call just like I said, we're gonna go with Little Ace. Little Ace. I love it. Years. Well, <laughs> here like you go. <laughs> and now, God, this, this is what I love about this segment: is the gears just keep going. <laughs> Now you got yourself a family film. There's your Anakin yeah, Skywalker. There's your Skywalker. Well, you got yourself and a family film. For some reason, I could I could picture Seaman's plots with, yeah. with that ridiculous hair. You might be too old though now. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. But I still like. We could fish like around. Your, I don't know. Finn Wolfhard. Can we go? Can we go ooh, somebody like ooh. that? We got we the deaging now. Oh, you're we right. We could deage yep. anybody. I got the budget for yeah. it. Where we're coming off two oh. successful aces. Yeah, big time. Big time. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, good call. That's a great Ace Ventura. I like it. So we're not bringing Jim Carrey out. No, no, we're gonna keep. On the show, we're giving producer credits, Dave. We want him to be there for sure. All right, good call. Good call. All right, give me my next one. All right, so we're (sighs) gonna we had you in the uh, we had you in the racing world. Now I'm gonna bring you into the cop world here, Dave. Mr. Ethan Hawk, Mr. Denzel Washington. Oh man, I want to know what happens in the next training day. Is it before? Is it after? Where do they go? Where, where where does where does Ethan Hawke's character go after this ridiculously tough day with kind of um, with Denzel's character? I, I'm, how come his uh, name's escaping oh, me right now? I don't now? remember it either. I always just think of it Denzel. Alonzo. There we go. Jeez. Well, obviously I, I'm so gonna you got have Alonzo to say, and Jake. I don't think Alonzo made it. 
Uh, I don't. Yeah, no. I think the forty-five well, that's what bullet I was holes. I don't know. Did he crawl? The forty-five <laughs> uh, bullet holes. I think he had, they shot him in the head. Yeah. That's the way out uh, as well. So clearly, that's a traumatic. That's a traumatic experience for Jake. Jake actually, at that point, he had it up. He washed his hands. He's like, "This is what being a cop is. Is this? If this is what it means to to clean up the streets, I want no part of it. I want no part of it." However. However, uh, his captain is coming to him because he feels like there's just too many dirty cops. There's too many dirty cops in there, and he wants to call in that favor. He wants to call in that favor. Uh, So he's like, hey, we need you to clean it up, but we can't officially have you be a quote-unquote cop. You're not in internal affairs. We need you to kind of infiltrate the force, report back to us, you know, get to these where these dirty cops are. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that we call this, this is going to be the worst title ever. No, I, I am not going to do it. I just went with Little Ace. No, I, was, I was going to go, right? go with cleaning up the streets, but I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's no play I can do on training day, can I? I got nothing. So title, Graduation working title. Day? Working title. Um, oh man, what was uh, get your balance back? <laughs> get your, <laughs> uh, I got nothing for title yet. Working title, oh, we'll like say that. training day, training day reboot, <laughs> yeah. uh, or training day sequel. But I, I just like him having that experience. He doesn't want that anymore because he saw what Alonzo did and he saw what Alonzo did to him, forcing him to do drugs. I mean, he's yep. got the brand new kid, newly married. He now, you know, he's protecting. He had a glimpse into that yeah. world. And he's, yeah, and he's still I got struggling. You. So he wants to clean it up. He wants to he wants to help out in that 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 chief brings him back. God, I want a title. Uh, okay, hey, something yeah. will hit me. Something will hit me. I'm disappointed. We're going to be right in the middle of the villains. And then, ah, I got the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be something. It'll be something. Uh, Jake Shake? <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing. What do you All got right. for me, Davey? All right. Um, ooh, Jake in it to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's with me. The Michael McDonald. Jacking it to the street. If I swear to God, if I have to hear Michael McDonald one more time, <laughs> I will burn this place down. All right, here we go. Next one. I'm going sports movie as well. Ooh, okay. Because I know this is a favorite. I know you like this one. A newer sports movie. So this is still in the realm. Oh, okay. I'm really curious about. How things turned out after draft day? How did that team turn out? How did uh, Vontae Mack pull off as a pro? What do you got for me in terms of a football movie? We got the we got the front office. We got nothing but the draft. What do you think? How is draft day going to kind of continue? Do do you? I want to curious where you go. Do you continue on with that season? Do we get to see what Wakanda Forever does? Do we get to? I love it. Just see a second draft. <laughs> So it's the Cleveland Browns that drafted, it right? It is. It is. All right. So they got Vontez. He got. They got the man that he wants, right? So we're going to go into the season. No matter it's what. Gonna, we're, this, this sequel is going to take place the, the following season. So we're going to open up right with training camp. And what we see. How do they do in this season? The, the, I'm going oh, oh, to I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. You got me on the yeah, edge of my I'm seat. I'm going to get to that. You can't just flip to the end of the book here. Right, you gotta got to read chapter by chapter. You got me on the edge of my seat. So we open it up. And we see Vontez Mack on the training table, ice and a knee, ice and a knee. He's going through some type of therapy, and you're kind of wondering what's going on. And you see Costner kind of walk up to her. Is this going to be the year? Are we going to get more than five games out of him? So you get that hint mm. right there that there's some knee trouble. 
and then you get some, we we're gonna get some ESPN clippings where it's where Stephen A. What we're what we're is is Vontez Mack gonna be the player that the Cleveland? But no, no, I know Vontez Mack. I'm a close personal friend of his. I love what he did in college. I think he'll be a great ambassador to this league. But you cannot trust a man that only plays five games. So that was what we're covering on the movie. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that was Wesley Desma. That was not a clip from. Draft day two. <laughs> so what we gathered was he had some knee trouble. He's he's in and out of the lineup. The Browns limped to an eight and eight season. Ooh, pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they limped to an eight and eight season. So here we go. In the previous draft, in the third round, Kevin Costner selected another player at his position. So now Max working through the rehab, working through the rehab, seeing this young kid just improve day by day. You know, and and they're. Hey, Max, sit this one out. We're gonna, you know, we'll give him the reps. And you can kind of slowly mm. see that NFL business side start to push into it. And so this movie is gonna be completely set around Chadwick Bozeman here and essentially his rehab through the season. And how we're gonna kick off with is they they're switching to a three-four just to try to be able to get him onto the field a little bit more. <laughs> and he has one of those resurgencies. This is going to be one of those feel. I want like a oh glory God. road, one of those feel good. And he's going to have one of those twenty sack seasons, a full comeback, comeback and <laughs> comeback yeah. season. Browns go thirteen and three. This is this is sponsored by Disney. We're having a happy ending here, it. guys. <laughs> and I got your title because I couldn't come up with training day. Return of the Mac. Oh, oh I love day. it. So is it draft day two, Return of the Mac? Return of the Mac. <laughs> of the Mac. I, I mean, you got your soundtrack already set. I mean, it's just. It was oh. all just worth it just for the Stephen A. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it was. That was well worth it. That was well worth it. I mean, that was. I, I believed it. I thought I was listening to first take there for a second. Because, uh, you know, Max Kellerman was just saying that, <laughs> that, that it just couldn't pull it off. So there we go. I love it. Man, another good popcorn Bring, bring it back the pitches. I really Always wish I a could, good time. I really wish I could get a training day. I guess I'm just going training day too. Jacking it to the streets. <laughs> that's that's high on the list. All right. Uh, so burying the lead here, buddy. Ah, that's fun. Um, so speaking of villains, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Uh, so that was what was in my head. Uh, I'm excited. I, I think I called it on the last pod for some reason. I. I was really riding the spooky season train. Yeah, you said it twice. Season. I got that, like, got two that times within going. a minute. <laughs> it is There's a macaroni season. midler in there. Yeah. <laughs> Hocus pocus. Uh, top five villains. We've been teasing this. In, in all honesty, I think we've been teasing this one for, gosh, six months. We keep yep. saying we're going to do a top five villains. We talk about bad guys. Bad guys. Bad guys. Uh, in some of these, uh, <laughs> some of these like movies that we've been talking about, there's been some great villains. It's time to pull that Band-Aid once and for all because there are so many great villains. We've seen great villains in these past years. So we're going to get to our top five villain. but And I know you're going to hit on it. I want it right right away. What makes, in your mind, a great villain? Like when you went through your list. uh, Boy, I was really trying to think of what the criteria is. So here here we go. A couple of things. You need to hit a few of these buckets, right? Hard to get rid of. Right, you're mm, relentless. Yeah, you keep coming good, back. Good, we can't I, can't can't kill him. Can't kill him, or just he just for whatever reason keeps coming back. Smart or strong, you either need to be mm. extremely witty or extremely powerful. There's some you know some good type. Call. Yeah, one of those two. You need to hit one of those. 
And Dave, I need some type of faction or a brood, if you will. Now you don't need one. Gangrel. I, 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 I need people behind you. Edge? I need I need a supporting group because there's always gonna be heavy as the head that wears the crown, right? Ooh, yes. So we need some fall guys. I need some fall guys. That's not always gonna be the Chris case. Chris Carter, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> that might be too inside. Exactly, yeah. That's a good comment. <laughs> so wow. those were and then you also you have to be that scary or that creepy look menacing, either yeah. menacing yeah so those are some of the things you don't have to have all of them but i need you to hit at least a couple of those buckets that's good and i really think some of the, some of these guys will oh i bet i that's a that's a great criteria and i i would say i check a lot of those boxes but my top villains my top villains are ones that i'm actually a little conflicted about yeah my top villains are ones that you almost love to hate and you almost kind of love to kind of see stick around. In some cases, boy, you you might almost start kind of rooting for some of these villains. Just well, we touch. definitely went in a different direction on our villains. But, I mean, <laughs> not all of them. And I, I probably shouldn't say that with some of these guys I have on my list. But like, I can't wait to bring that up. So you maybe, wouldn't mind this guy sticking around? No, huh? no. But maybe this is where I'm going with that. Like my top five villains are when they're on the screen, you can't take your eyes off of them. Like they're not. They're yeah. the guys that like, man, they are. They're charismatic. Yep. They're just, there's something about them. Like every scene they're in, they're like, man, this is awesome. This is a great, great villain. Uh, and it's just, okay, it just where adds something there, to yeah. that. And, and you, my villains, I, I would say all my villains, like when they're on, it's not like, God, I hate this. It's like, oh man, like, like you said, menacing or just kind of make you nervous or whatever yep. it would be when they're on the screen. It, it's definitely something that fits in, but that is for me. Uh, kind of the the ones that I was looking at, and I think some of them will make sense when I go where you almost like them, yeah. Where you almost like some of these villains, but we have so many honorable mentions that I we'll can't, name I can't, afterwards. I can't wait to get to the, uh, the whiteboard. There's some. This is, I think, why we want to put those plugs for our, you know, our uh, p- places that you can talk to us with the Facebook page or Twitter. Because I think this is going to be the most contentious. I think we are going to have omissions. Even with listing 10, there's going to be somebody that we're going to forget about. That somebody's going to come in and like, Oh, yeah. No, Jafar! Uh, oh, I'm sorry if Jafar it. was on there. Uh, but I'm just a good one. It is a good one. But I, I'm trying to go random. So yeah. there's going to be ones that oh, you people see are... the You uh, see the hoodie I got here? Let's the Ninja see. Turtles shirt. No Master Shredder made the list. Ah, well, to be determined. <laughs> Shredder. Uh, so here we go. Number Glad you five. Didn't try to do a crank, by the way. Yeah, no, no, I, I've already done enough weird impressions today. So, and I, I, I might have a couple. You're gonna kick up. it off, aren't you? Have, no, no. You, okay. you always go first. That's what's been determined. So you can steal all my picks. What do we got? Number five. Number five. Boy, so many to choose from. I always feel like I have to give that disclaimer. You do. But this I, is your. List. I had to. I had to plug this guy in. I'm gonna give you Biff Tannen slash the Tannens. From the Back to the Future movies. I think that is a great, great pick. And I'm telling you, they were right at no the Mendoza line. <laughs> because you're going to lose it at Biff. It is a great villain because, I mean, you just think, I mean, really, Biff committed sexual assault in I that parking say, lot. I got a list of offenses I mean, here. <laughs> I don't want to seal your Biff Tannen floor. Well, here we go. A lot, of these, uh, a lot of these villains that we'll see have done it in a movie. Yep. Maybe two movies. This guy was doing it. This guy and his family were doing it for three movies, man. Making making live act for Marty yep. McFly and the boys. So <laughs> let, let, let's let's run down the list here, Dave. Yeah. Bullied the McFly dad, his kid. Yep. Got fresh with his mom. 
you know, knocks on McFly's head constantly. In Biff World, he kills George McFly for the love of God, had Doc Brown committed, and slapped around his mom a little bit. And then, so let's go to Back to the Future 3. He shoots Emmett Brown in the back over a matter of $80. A matter of $80? What kind of future is that? That's like Tombstone. <laughs> we already talked about it. And then... <laughs> The heck of a Doc Brown. A lot of offenses here. And so, you know, I threw down here weaknesses. You know, I, what, manure. You know, manure yeah. and uh, <laughs> Principal Strickland are probably two of his biggest weaknesses here. Hoverboards. Yeah, right. Ho- hoverboards. Those boards don't work on water <laughs> unless you've got power. <laughs> but I have down here, too, that this is why he's at number five on the villains list because the death toll that we know. Probably only at two. Probably only at <laughs> and two. And not, not permanent deaths. Not permanent deaths because we went back in time and I think uh, George McFly and Doc Brown are all right. So They're two, right. I'm using Asterisk. air quote, deaths. <laughs> well, So boy, Biff, Biff Tannen and the Tannens. And one thing, <laughs> sounds like the worst, <laughs> sounds like a great 50s band. Well, and uh, singing doo-wop as uh, Biff Tannen and the Tannins. Excuse me, how is that not an NBC show yet? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. It's just it's just a family going around knocking on everybody's head. That's our Popcorn Pitches TV show. Is style. that essentially what Roseanne is? I don't know. The, <laughs> the Tannins? The, oh, that could be. No, that's the Cotters, that's isn't the it? the Cotters. Um, so I think you bring up a good thing, too. The name. We didn't even think about that. Name. Uh, your villain better have a good name. Ooh, it's yeah. A good it's name. a good name. Like Biff Tannen. That just sounds like a boy. Yeah. That just sounds like a... Boy, if you want to go names, I think I hit it out of the park. Yeah. Number five. I went a little off script here. Some might not consider him a villain. I sure as heck do. We're going to Mother Russia. Ivan Drago. My number five villain. What a villain! <laughs> I mean, this... You, yeah. you talk, you better be smart or strong. I mean, look at this guy's running around a track just racking up the PSIs on those punching machines. I mean, like, how much money did the Russians spend just on that track? Like, is that a normal thing? I've never seen that before anywhere else. It's a very elaborate track. He's running around on the track punching, you know, punching bags that have the PSI. It's like that video game where you punch it to see how hard you can punch. If For the folks listening at home, I'm doing the punch, like, the punch motion every time. I was going to say, it looked like the uh, rock'em sock'em robots is what he's really doing here. (laughs) But, I mean, you think of the immovable object, the unstoppable force that is Ivan Drago, and, I mean, it's Cold War, so, one, he's a Soviet, so we already hate him. Two, he just looks menacing. menacing. He never looks happy. Checks He's the menacing mad. box. Yep. Always mad. Always furious. And you look at the fact, I mean, look at, he killed Apollo Creed. Heartless. He's got a death Heartless. If he dies, he dies. Uh, he didn't care. That's what he said. Yep. I mean, come on. He, he showed no remorse. It was an exhibition match. I mean, come on. It was an exhibition. It was just for fun. <laughs> Throw the towel. Uh, it's just, come on. Uh, Von Drago just shows no remorse. And... It took a lot. He wanted to kill Rocky. I, I will break you. Uh, so he's looking at that. So you talk about villains going across movies. Creed two, not a good dude there. Treats his son like garbage. He's just Ooh, that's he basically right. is using his son as a vessel to take revenge on Rocky uh, for what happened to him. I mean, maybe things yeah. turn out at the end. It's a little too close. I'm not going to say. See Creed two yeah. if you need to. Uh, but, I like that yeah, you, the yeah. spoiler disclaimer yeah. there, but. Von Drago's my number five because you think of, of uh, you have to have a 
great villain to make your hero seem yeah. even better. You and got that right. Most people will list Rocky IV as one of their favorites, and I think it's because of Avondra. I like that. I like that extra criteria threw in there. You have to have a good villain to make your hero. I yeah. mean, who's a better hero than Rocky? Right. <sighs> it's, it's, you're tough who, served. Good oh, point. Top five heroes coming at you maybe uh, uh, in a couple I of just months. Stumbled upon another one. <laughs> All right, number four. All right, number four. And we kind of uh, touched on this a bit in our pre-pod here, Dave. Mr. Howard Payne, my money. (laughs) (laughs) The speed bomb master himself. And Boy, you love him. He's one of your favorites for sure. 100%. This was a guy when we were doing this whiteboard. I circled him right away. I knew he was going to be on here. I mean, we're talking. Here's the, you know, smart, patient, Mm -hmm. crafty. Checks a lot of those boxes. Heartless. Heartless. Absolutely. Doesn't, you know, doesn't care. what He you killed know. that old lady just trying to step off the bus. Yep. And yeah, I was all right with that. But uh, <laughs> She was. She was annoying. He's like the Batman of bomb making, though. Yeah. I mean, just the, with the craftiness. And then he's always, he's setting traps. I mean, Jeff Daniels goes to his oh. house. You know, I thought it was a little weird if I would have put my name, what does he say? I put, if I put my name on the watch or something yeah. like that. It was the gold watch, wasn't it, Jack? <laughs> But and then uh, you know convincing Sandy B that he's a cop, puts the bomb yep. on her, so ready to kill her, ready to kill Jack. I mean he was ready to yeah. kill numerous innocent people. So I thought really you know really menacing, really scary through the movie as far as Very quotable. You never knew what he was gonna do. Poor people are ex- are crazy. Jack, I'm eccentric. <laughs> Wave of the future. Wave of the future. And then so let me uh, some of his weaknesses. A little greedy, right? So this is you could you know his yes. money. He was too worried about his money, and subway lights are another one of his weaknesses. <laughs> He's not, uh, well, and I have his death toll at about a you know hundred plus here. A couple of buses went down, right? One bus. We got one bus. No, Ooh, I don't so think it would be. I let's think go it, fifteen plus. Okay, that's I put good. it at, that's why I put it at twenty. Four. I put it at twenty for death toll. Because it was the a morning the bus, bus stop, you're right. Yeah. I don't think anybody in the elevator died. I think they got everybody off safe in the elevator. That's right. Even that lady that didn't want to move in the back. Killed corner. the lady off the bus. Okay. I have yep. to think in the airport when that bus is going through the fueling oh, truck. Yeah. They blow up that plane. There had to There's be a couple be a crew few. members. Let's give them 20. I, I put it at 20. I, feel comfortable. 20. Okay. I feel comfortable with the 20 death toll okay. uh, for Howie Payne. 20. We're working our way up. I love that. I love the stats that you're giving. That's phenomenal. I kind of wish I would have known about that. I would have been given stats as well. I don't know what I could. Uh, nah, I'm going to let that be your. That'll be well, your you, you got a one death toll on uh, Drago. I know. That's I a got big the, death. I, I got one death toll, but I got what's the weaknesses? Philadelphians? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, about it. <laughs> I mean, strength, steroids. That's, that's uh, the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. My number four. Now, this one. Is just pure nonstop. You can't stop them. Like it's almost like watching it follows, where the thing is just never going to stop. It's always coming at you. Like how do you how do you defeat this? How do you beat it? I'm going with T1000 from the Terminator T2 T2. That is my number Dave, four. I'm going to have to jump right in here with you. I had no Mr. way T1000 as my number three. So I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on this. All one right, I well. love it. Well, I mean. I, that's surprising. This was. A, I know. I thought this would be a random one. This for was me. a late ad. This was a late ad for me uh, with with T one thousand because man, 
Robert Patrick is so yes. good. And quite honestly, I think he got typecast after this because he was always kind of that yep. villain role. Heck, any time you really see him after that, you expect him to ask, have you seen this boy? Ugh. I mean, no doubt about that. He was in... Uh, <laughs> he was nice. in he was in the series True Blood, yeah. And he made you know makes an appearance. I'm like, I don't, if you shoot him, he'll just come back together. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. So, like, but that's what a great villain because how do you stop him? Yeah, you, you shoot him, he's gonna morph back in. He can take on the appearance of anybody. He's got that he's awesome changing voices. Yeah, yeah, and, and just so many. I'm gonna let you get with your strengths and weaknesses. No, right no, away. no, no. I mean, like, or said, let me hear you break Change it down. the voices. He can get through the jail bars, and the you know, outside if he's carrying the gun, I guess. Fast. The speed. I mean, it was like gumping like this liquid <laughs> metal form for the love of God. It, liquid it, gump. <laughs> and and the beyond. And another good point of him. He was part of a larger task to wipe out. Human, you know, the human John race, Kanye. right? Yeah, you get away by John. Con- I don't know, I don't think he ever says that at all. John Gotta, <laughs> no regard for human life, he's taking people out left and right. So, boy, I mean, it's a, did you get a death toll on him? Could you? Well, that's a here we go. I got the weaknesses liquid hot magma. I don't magma. know. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's, that's the only I mean, that was it i wanted to say shotgun but that was kind of just stunning him it was stunning him and you could say liquid nitrogen magma. liquid nitrogen because they Ooh. froze him but then yeah that little and it all those, brought those him little back puzzle together. pieces start getting back together uh death toll boy it was a tough one to come across i got I put a hundred plus because we got the step parents, oh. that hospital scene my yeah. god that was carnage carnage numerous, numerous. Uh, and who knows what he did in the future? Like in oh, the actual... Oh, yeah. uh, That's a good point. The, the age of the robots, I'm sure he's killing people left and right there. And we got another guy that he made an appearance in Wayne's World as well. So he didn't just That's stop at right. T2. That's right. He Two pulled movies. over Wayne oh, and Elgar. That. That's amazing. <laughs> what a pull. Um, the one thing that I think about, too, that I think adds him even to a next level is we already had... I mean, you think of... Terminator, that's what was so great about T2. Like, the original Terminator wouldn't be considered as one. I I would. I did. Exactly. And that's what you're... It's a dynamite drop in money. Because I think of the fact of... I was on the Mendoza line of putting... Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator in here. The classic, I would be Bach. Uh, You get everything else in there. Uh, I mean, he was the unstoppable force in the first one. But T-1000 is so strong... That he makes, and obviously, you know, Arnold is the hero in in two. Uh, he's he's the good Terminator at that point, reprogrammed. But I, the fact that T one thousand can take out the villain from the first one and be like just dominating him so much. I mean, we're Arnold was talking no, a lot. No match for this. Guy, Not even so. close. But he was able to put it together with a little bit of help. A little bit of help from uh, help Sarah from and John. A little help from Sarah and John. So that was my four. That was your three. So let's go to my three. We're going to jump right back to you. Just send it back to you. Got to go to one of my three. And this movie, we actually talked about this in our our Madden chat with our guys there. This movie was 10% away from probably being in my top 10 of all time. No Country for Old Men. I'm going with Anton Chigurh. Mm -hmm. I think he's one of my favorite villains of all time. I mean, he's just heartless. Checks that box. What's the most you've ever lost over a coin toss? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like giving that to just the random random gas station clerk. Like, basically, and then it's the, call it. 
call it. Uh, I love your call it. It's, by the way. it's always the call it. Uh, you just get that scene where the gas station manager kind of laughs at first, but then he's he's deathly afraid, and. Well, Anton, he's got such a menacing look to him, and not—it's oh, like a—it's a weird look. He's like got a, the Dorothy Hamill like bowl cut, but it's like a calm oh. yet like sadistic. It's—it's it's hard to put your finger on it. No, it, it's a calm rage. Yeah, like if that it, makes sense. You're looking across at this guy like, oh my god, he may shoot me if I don't call tails here. I know, and he would have. <laughs> you know? Well, and then he has that amazing like weapon that he uses—the cattle prod, where he just like like puts that in a person's what brain. A, what a what a great use! Like imagine, like not to use a regular gun. Yeah, let's give this guy a cattle prod. That's really gonna add to it. And him. then it becomes the uh, you know the the back and forth with the uh, James Brolin and the mm-hmm. is it James Brolin? Yep, I get James that? Brolin. Yeah, James Brolin. Yeah, jeez. Absolutely. Uh, Summer Brolin was this last summer, but you got James Brolin, the cat and mouse game of where he's trying to chase him down, and that scene where. You, you need to have a. I think every villain needs to just have that amazing, menacing scene. And it's the scene where James Brolin's hiding out in that hotel room and he's just waiting. You just hear the, the, like the footsteps coming in. And you see the shadow and it comes back. And it's that cattle prod. Like just the Jurassic that, Park T Rex. It is. And it says that doorknob right in their chest. Yep. And then he's back out and running. But and then like. Anton Chigurh never really runs. He's always just that mm-hmm. slow, steady pace of chasing him down. And you're cl- you're you're kind of classic uh, bad guy slash villain, where you're sprinting relentlessly just, in a car doing ninety miles an hour, and you look back, and the guy that you're running from is just at a nice, comfortable pace, uh, walking a block in a wood you. paneled station. Yeah, <laughs> like what the heck? I yeah. thought I gained miles on this guy. So I just I love him. I, I thought he and he won the Oscar for it too. Uh, he's he's just such a great actor he portrayed him so well and boy if this movie just didn't spend that last 10 percent i mean it's, it's crazy just, how that what uh, a fall off it, it's crazy how no country for old men how finish finishing the way that it did took it from being just like an all-timer i mean for me i'm sure it's still an all-timer for a lot of people yeah. but it took it from being an all-timer to being like i'll never i'll never rewatch it and if i do i'm turning it off after about an hour yeah. and 50 minutes and I don't mind. Like it's just th- this is my problem with it is the the build up. There was so mm-hmm. much build up, and like to not get the payoff. And I'm fine. I'm fine with the movie being different and doing that. But like you build you up. You're, this this whole cat and mouse thing, and then the I I, I don't want to spoil it because if people want to see it, but the climax of the movie. You don't even get to see. Like, it's off. It's like, oh, and this this is what happened. You're like, what? That's the weirdest part what? of it. Yeah. How? What? Like, uh, we just spent an hour and 50 minutes waiting for something to happen, expecting something to happen. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Uh, and then, like, it just, the movie just trails off and whatever. It, it is what it is. But I, I'm just disappointed. I still love the movie. I think it still deserved Best Picture because it was it, it won, it best, won pic- best Picture. Oh, like, okay. hands down. Like, that won all the awards that year. Because the performances, the directing, the writing was great. It's just, I just didn't like the last 10%. And that, that for me, keeps it out of the all-time category. But it does not keep Anton Chigurh, yep. Javier he still, Bardem, he still makes the list. out of my all-time villains. So he's my number three. All now right. we're getting into it. Final four? Are Our we on top final four? two. Top two. Who's your number two? Number two. Davey? This man doesn't even have a name. In fact, let's just call him John Doe. Because in the movie Seven, that's all he is. Is John Doe. And what I have written down for this guy 
is ruthless, right? And the cool thing about this villain, like, yeah, you don't see him for the last, what, 20 minutes, 30 oh, minutes maybe? I don't even know. I don't even think you see him until, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie. And I think that's what makes it awesome. The big reveal. Who's doing this? Who's putting them through this? Who's who's putting these people through these ridiculous deaths and these ridiculous murders? So and, e- even though even though you only see him for the last 15 minutes, that's such a good point. Because you have your detectives. Like, you know what he's doing. Yeah. Like his presence is still always felt. So then, when you see him, yeah. like you're already. Like, I mean, you oh. get a, you get a little taste of his uh, his apartment, and then just reading, you know, seeing those clips of the journals, you get a little glimpse into his mind. So you know you're dealing with this incredible, oh, like, diabolical, diabolical. Great word. So he, smart, but in, insane. Ugh. And he is his big work is trying to. He's inspired by the seven deadly sins. Bonus points if you can name all seven. Sloth. Okay, we got one. Envy. Two. Greed. Oh, yeah, three. Uh, glutton. Glutton. Gluttony. Four. Um, vengeance. Yeah. Isn't it revenge? It's something. It's, it's I got I got lust, uh, envy, pride, or lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, and wrath. pride. Wrath. So I, already, I already forgot the order that you said them in. Because <laughs> yeah, wrath is what uh, detective. Yep, uh, I was going to say. Become. I have them circled at the very end, the, the two that... Uh, that he kind of holds them to, but Gives that's us the famous. What's in the box? What, what's in the box? Pretty little. <laughs> oh. But so calm and calculating, insane. I mean, the man cuts his fingertips off for the love of God. He's got to give this, him smart. He's obviously super smart. Absolutely smart. He's plotting this thing. I mean, think about the guy that he keeps alive for how many years? The sloth one. Yeah. And that you know he starts starts coughing and he looks like this lifeless skeleton. Oh. And then so you know he has no no concern for human life whatsoever. And then even when you see uh, Kevin Spacey, you know, as revealed as the John Doe at the end, he's got this, like, I, you know, I don't care to look yeah. to him. Just a Just completely blank, like, soulless look. Oh, he didn't know. Oh, he didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, good, good so, call. He also made my short list. But I didn't know he was known as John Doe. I just put it Kevin Spacey. Kevin seven. Spacey, yeah. And so great, let me. Great, what have I got great. here down as as uh, weaknesses? Is uh, bullets because you know he took a bullet in the head, so that's a weakness. Uh, his lack of care beyond his mission. He was so focused on the you know the seven deadly yep. sins thing. So I mean, really, he only got seven deaths. And actually, did he get seven or eight? Was Gwyneth Paltrow a uh, a bonus murder, or was that part of the actual seven, uh, the original mm. objective? Because I, I wanted to put him for eight because no, I, I think, think it she is was eight. a bonus murder. I think it is eight. Okay. So I think that, it is. So that was just a recreational murder. <laughs> okay. That was, <laughs> well, that was to get the seventh deadly yeah, sin of yeah. wrath. So I had meeting. Yeah. It's a man of principle. Uh, you can relate. Really. Uh, <laughs> so number two, Mr. John Doe from seven. I think that's a, I think that's a heck of a pick. I, I do. Um, mine is definitely going to be very opposite. My number two, you asked for a miracle, Wes. I give you yes, yes. The FBI and oh, the I, villain of villains took everything I had to not put him at one because everybody that has listened to this podcast and anybody that's known me for the last oh I'd say twenty five years <laughs> knows that take, yeah. this is my one of my all time favorites. This is I, Die Hard is in my top ten, probably top five uh, movies of all time, and a big reason why. 
is because of Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, just what an ultimate, ultimate villain. Alan Rickman just plays him so good because is, is he a villain? This is what I'm talking about when I talked about it first. You, you kind of like him? You kind of yes. like him, right? You know he's bad. He's robbing this, but he's got this such charismatic way about him. He's got this different way of acting. Like, he just, he's a horrible guy. Like, I'm not condoning anything. <laughs> I cannot condone you could tell anything that, he, that Gruber does. He could be nice. Look at Bill Clay. Yeah. That was a nice guy. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> You're one of them, aren't you? Uh, the name's Clay. Bill Clay. Wait, wait. You, Bill, can you say that again? You said that with a little bit of an accent. <laughs> uh, but I think when you look at Hans, he's he's obviously a horrible human being. Death toll, probably yeah. pretty high. You got a uh, high death I'm toll. I put him there, up there. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got two deaths, point Weaknesses, blank. Weaknesses, high buildings, yeah. Uh, <laughs> grip strength. Grip strength. <laughs> Watches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you can throw those in. Uh, ability to locate detonators. Uh, th- that's all going to be in there. Where are my detonators, Mr. So, Cowboy? You, you throw in all of that. Oh, smart. He's just got mm-hmm. that smart wit. I mean, One step ahead One of step yep. at all times, uh, except for the last one. Uh, he wasn't expecting the Christmas tape. Uh, what was and that? the quarterback is toast. <laughs> uh, there's your brood. Yeah. He's got a great brood. Carl. Yep, I- Checks somebody, the brood box. somebody tell Carl his brother is dead. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid Mr. Takagi won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Uh, sorry, uh, you can tell I've seen that movie once or twice. Great quotes. He's got mm-hmm. great quotes Ooh. all over there. It's another one we probably should have put in there. These guys got to be quotable. Each one of them Very has quotable. one of those iconic quotes. Very so, yeah, quotable. Good call. Um, so I mean, Hans is just there, and I I think we talked about this in our Die Hard pod. If you want to go back, I think that's pod number two, episode two. So a long time oh, ago. My baby's back then. Uh, right? <laughs> I talked about it there. This is a villain that started sending the trend for villains. Yeah. Uh, and you talk about playing off and making your hero seem great. Like, talk about how great they played off of each other. Uh, I feel it was like uh, Howard Payne from Speed is yes. on the Hans Gruber Agreed. tree, like the Belichick coaching, the coaching tree. tree. Yep. That's the Gruber tree. Uh, Howard Payne is the fruit born by Hans Gruber for 100%. I could not agree more with that statement. So Hans Gruber is my two. Couldn't leave him off. Couldn't leave him off. But it was hard not to put him at one. Who's your number one? My number one, and uh, I tried to go a little off with the uh, the first four. I got to go chalk on number one. I'm going Joker. And and I'm putting uh, Ledger. And Jack's Joker, no Jared Leto. We're gonna leave him. Good. We're gonna leave that right off. Good. Who's Jared Leto? Will Will uh, what is that? A little who is Kareem Garcia? <laughs> who is Kareem Garcia? Can I say we so see him? Who is Jared Leto? Joker number one. Maybe Joaquin Phoenix to add into that. Yeah, list, huh? I hope so. I hope he. I'd be happy to because it it looks the part. But we're talking about unpredictable, Dave. We're talking about hard to kill. I mean. Uh, can you even? I mean, a faction or a brood always has a good group with them. We're talking about fall guys. Every single person that the Joker befriends is a fall guy. Yeah, they're all disposable. It's fantastic. Smart. I mean, it's he's always got a plan, a plan within a plan. For the love of God, nothing to lose. 
and that's and that's what I put down as his biggest uh, like one of his biggest strengths. Like a lot of these guys have pressure points. Yeah. Why are you so serious, guys? Yeah. <laughs> He's got nothing to lose. Nothing to he, lose. No regard for human life. The man, like I said, always got a plan. You know, Jack Nicholson, the parade of Smilex gas. You got. Uh, it just he's always they're they're always up to something. So for me, Joker, is creepy, obviously a clown yeah. aspect. So yeah, that's number one, man. And it's it was it's, hard to keep him off that. It's hard to disagree. Strengths, weaknesses, Ooh. death toll, death toll. I put thousands. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think mean, you're you right. Think of that that hospital explosion that oh, collapses, yeah. and then we're gonna go right back again to the uh, the Jack Nicholson, the Smilex gas. He's taking out a whole. He's poisoning a whole city for the love yeah. of God. Not everybody could have survived that. No, not at all. Kim Basinger did, but well, she's Kim Basinger. Yeah. But uh, and then I weaknesses. I don't know. Seemingly no weaknesses. What is his weaknesses? Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Howard Batman. <laughs> Howard Batman is his uh, one weakness. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot I, about the Batmans. I think <laughs> you got your Bruce. You, you, know, Bruce. you got your Keatons. Your kill or not kill Bruce, John, and Carl Batman. They're just uh, what, heck of a law firm. There. Right. Heck of a law firm. Uh, you cannot go wrong with a uh, a Joker. Uh, it took a lot. I had a feeling that's where you were going. I had a feeling you were going with Joker for number one. So I like to pair my villains. I like to pair my villains. My villain, I think, pairs really nice with a Chianti and some fava beans. Oh! Uh, you know, fava beans and a nice Chianti with a one Hannibal Lecter. Uh, once again, checks my boxes. Every scene, you love seeing every scene this guy is in. Yes. I mean, he is just steals every scene. And you got you to gotta admit, you kind of like him. You know he's you horrible. You kind of like him. In he's fact, a cannibal. He, he eats people, but you still like him. I honestly think after Silence of the Lambs, those next couple of Hannibal, like he became like the... Like the guy that you're supposed to like in those a little bit. <laughs> well, Hannibal, I believe, uh, like the second one... Didn't he feed? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, maybe that's supposed to like. That, yeah, but I know what you're saying. I definitely know what you're saying. But like that is—he's the ultimate villain that you mm-hmm. kind of just come around and kind of like. And then you even go back to Red Dragon was just a phenomenal movie where Good you get a little pull. bit in there. Um, and but my Hannibal Lecter with that like serial killer killed. Might be 20s, the smartest 30s. of this list that we Easily. listed. He's so smart. Yeah, he. He caused Miggs to kill himself in this cell next to him just by talking to him. Like he's oh, this. That's right. Good he's, pull. he's a doctor, so he's this psychiatrist. He's got immense, you know, power of knowing everybody's weakness. Like just to mess with their minds. Like hello, Clarice. Uh, quid pro quo. Do, do do you hear the sheep? Do you hear that? Like just the the lambs, maybe. Uh, I guess the it's lambs. not it's not silence of the sheep. <laughs> So it's a less menacing title, but like think of when he's just beating and title. bludgeoning that oh, cop yes. with the, the baton, and then he ends up. I mean, he's such a villain. He just wears the dude's wears face. the face. Good point. Which is such a great villain scene that allows us to see Dwight Schrute put on the CPR face, <laughs> uh, the mask of the the CPR <laughs> dummy, uh, and do the hello, which leads to that. It's just I think when you look at villains. 
He's the ultimate because he checks so many of those boxes. Even He's though got he, three, what, three yeah, movies, too. Three so, movies. So we're seeing him in multiple platforms. And then a TV series. There's the oh, TV series Hannibal, which right. I think lasted for yeah. two or three seasons. And a cup of coffee on the cup of coffee. Uh, network television. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not, not, not bad. bad. So there you go. That's my Man. that's my number one with a bullet. Good call with Hannibal. I, oh, boy. Uh, he was really close. So many tough omissions. I can't wait to get to these. Yeah. What's uh? Let me let me Let's, ask. Maybe just go back and forth one because I mean I don't what want do to think steal your a whole big, list. Biggest omission was give me your number Got six it. essentially. Got it. Number six. This is going to be the one that I I already know. I can already think of three people when they hear this they're going to flip their lid. Darth Vader did not make this list and people are going to lose it. Like how is Darth Vader not your like you think of he everything checks the that movie Darth... boxes? He's got three of them out there. A lot three of large death toll. I put I oh, put yeah, him in. That's uh, a good point. I mean, I put him in was... six if you want to go Anakin. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, at least large at least death four. Toll. At least four. Not a lot of weaknesses. Ma- large death toll. They they obliterated they, a planet with they, the Death Star. <laughs> what was uh who's what was Leia's planet that he took? Oh out there? God! Now the nerds are going to Tatooine. No. no, no, that's <laughs> Tatooine. No. Uh, gosh dang it. They There's don't even have be, any weapons. They're going to be okay. so mad. Uh, the, the nerds will descend. I, I already know. And, and move it out from Vader. So we'll know We'll know when Ben Wheland and we'll know when Justin Sand listen to this pod and we'll know exactly when they reach about the, oh, hour five minute when we get a text saying, it was Endor, you idiot. And I know, yes, before you send the second text, I know Endor is the planet with the, the uh, Ewoks. So please... Save it, and I know it's the forest planet, so we're good. I can't think of Princess Leia's home planet. Yeah, it is what it is. Who cares? Well, let me. I'm surprised you left out Commodus. It was close. I was real, like I thought for sure between Gruber and Commodus, they they would be they'd be locked in for you. I think I got a little cute. Yeah. I, I think uh, I wanted something different with Drago. Uh, I think that's where and Commodus. I mean, it, he wasn't smart. No, he had a brood. Too that whiny. was about it. Too yeah. whiny. He didn't. He only checked one of the boxes as being kind of creepy, and then he had a large faction. So, yeah. I didn't love to hate him. I just hated him. Just hated him. Hate him. Hated him. Yeah. Uh, just didn't <laughs> like him at all. Uh, so, but yes, he's he's in the conversation. He was on the short list. Who was your number one omission? Well, it was uh, God, Agent Smith. Go oh, yes. Matrix Agent Mr. Smith. Mr. Anderson. It, because of the, the hard-to-kill aspect. Oh, I don't know God. if you can kill them. There's millions of them. The death toll, mm, is it really there? Because, you know, who, they're like killing people in a video game yeah. or something. You yeah, know? good point. So, but I thought very, one of those guys that you needed to mention in the villain thing. Because he was, I mean, Matrix, a big yeah. movie. What did they what did they make? About four of those things? Three. But I Three? think the fourth one is coming exactly. out. Which... Doesn't look bad. Not, not bad. The, what did we call it uh, in May? The Kianasans? The Kianasans. Full right. effect. Full effect. So, yeah, Commodus, Agent Smith. You know, let me throw a couple of random ones at you. Shooter McGavin. Oh, God, yes. I can't believe I. What a villain. I right? was looking, when I was sitting here looking at the collection, I, I need to start actually writing it down. Because I also, I got on a Billy Madison kick, or I'm sorry, a Adam Sandler Ooh. kick because of. Uh, what is it? Uh, Eric from Billy yeah. Madison, just a, a horrible villain. Eric, be, Eric would probably make the whiteboard. Yeah, <laughs> Dean Pritchard from Old School. Nice. <laughs> yeah, some of the comedies. And you know, an odd one for me that I really wanted to find a way to put on this list, and I feel like a lot of people haven't seen this movie. You ever seen Misery? Oh God! Can yes. I put Annie Wilkes on the whiteboard? 
mean, that's not an odd one at all. I, okay. I, I was boy, wondering. I'm bringing not sure. that up now. Boy, that almost makes I me know. think. I, I was like, man, I wanted. I was thinking of a reason, but there really is. It's couple of big red Branked check marks. two ankles? Uh, There's no death told. Jimmy Conn survived. Well, uh, <laughs> my ankles hurt right now for that know. scene. That was a brutal scene for brutal sure. Brutal scene. Look but, what they did to my boy. So give me give me some of the whiteboards there, Davey. So I went with, we already talked about him before, Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. Yep. He's a heck of a villain because, once again, smart, conniving, doesn't, like, Horribly evil. Horribly, Horribly evil. evil. He's a Nazi, yeah. But he just, like, he's he loves his, what was it, scones? Not yeah. scones. No, gosh Wait dang it. Wait for the creme. <laughs> but, like, I mean, just very smart. He's just that kind of, that not not your typical dumb villain that yep. just, you know, is out there for blood or whatever it is. Like, just horrible, horrible villainy. Uh, but he definitely checks horrible that. Horrible villainy. <laughs> I also went with Thanos. Yes, a newer villain that we yep. don't think of. Uh, you know, you got the the apocalypse with a snap. I also threw in Scar from Lion King. You, we don't think of the animated animals too much, but is there a worse one than Scar? Boy, that's a good. It's got a death toll. Ba- I also that's a went big with, death. I went with Simon Gruber, Peter, Peter. Simon Gruber, oh. Hans Gruber's <laughs> brother. But uh, he well, should, you all should have Gruber family did. Oh, you did, it. Too. you did it with yeah, the tannins. tannins I it. I'm the going tannins back. and the no, Grubers. No, I'm going back. I got the. <laughs> oh, I'd love to There's see that. There's a family versus. feud I'd like to see Steve Harvey do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, survey. Uh, we surveyed 100 people. Top five ways. <laughs> Try to think of a diehard line. Top. Top five lines that uh, John McClane will say to you to tick you off. Let me see yippee Kaye. yippee Kaye. It's not up there, Simon. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, all right. So last one, and then I'll, I, I also had Kevin Spacey in seven. I wonder if you remember this guy. I went with Colonel Tavington from Patriot. Ooh. Well, yep. And this will be where people, people are going to be the one that furious. burned the church? Burned the church. Yes. Killed two. That's a big death killed toll. two of... It's a big toll. He killed two. <laughs> killed two of Mel Gibson's kids. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, man. Patriot, what a movie. Killed two of Mel Gibson's kids. Killed one of Mel Gibson the one of Mel Gibson's kids that he kills. Killed his wife in that church. I mean, he is as diabolical. Just oh. Good one. Oh man. Good one. Good one. And uh And uh, builds that rage yeah. uh, just perfectly with Boy, Mel. That's a, Man, I think he should have been in a lot, a little bit well, more he consideration. Was. He was because he's uh, what the Malfoy's dad. I don't Lucius Malfoy. Oh, that's, that's where right. our well, Harry Potter fans. Voldemort. Kristen was really pressing me to put Voldemort in there. Like meh, I don't, I, I don't need it. I don't need it. He was, he was all right. He was a Woody. I think he took out Harry Potter. Yeah, he was kind of another. A pain. Another checklist for me. Is your movie better be PG thirteen or above? Oh, okay. My villains have to have a little uh, and yeah, and now here comes the, yeah. the nerds. And Rocky Four was PG. Well, come on. I mean, well, that was nineteen eighties PG. Yeah, that's not. That's, yeah, exactly. A different set on. of rules. Let me let me just toss a couple, couple more quick yeah, ones absolutely. out here. Ready? There's so many out here. Warden Norton, Shawshank. That's that one should have got more consideration. Elijah Price, Unbreakable. Mister Glass. I mean, Wicked Witch of the West, apparently I snuck her <laughs> And how about Sack Lunch from Wedding Crashers? Oh, yes. So I... 
<laughs> this was when when I I don't know about I don't know what your process is. So let me give the kernels a little behind the scenes on my process. Like as soon as we 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 map it out, like we have our next like six weeks mapped yeah. out of what we're gonna do. And as soon as we kind of map it out and talk, I like to go gut. Like I like to yeah. go gut. I like to get my original five, and then I'm then I'm gonna do my research. So like some of my original five like weren't on there, and I, I try and figure out like my number one was done instantly. Like usually my two was Gruber instantly. Yep. Three through five is where I had a little area to play. My original number five, and I thought it would be too obscure, Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. Old Man Potter. Really? A horrible villain. A horrible villain. He's letting people... go with the Grinch? He's letting people... It's a good Grinch. Uh, All right. I I think we're too addicted to the Reb Horn, but I can't help it. Uh, But... Potter, Potterville, he's living, having people in slums. He lets Uncle Billy just like lose the money. Let's lets the You're Bailey savings and loan just close down. He's like, well, I don't know, George. I can give people <laughs> fifty cents on the dollar. Uh, if they come down here, I'm offering you. Now, he listen here, Bailey. If you close before six o'clock, you'll stay closed. That's right. It's been working Sounds on like an bit. Adam Sandler skit from the nineties. <laughs> It's my body. A shabadoo. <laughs> Expecting you to go into a, the goat bit here. You know? He bun hooked me. Bailey, he bun hooked me. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good call. So that's that's my whiteboard. I want to hear from the Colonel. Oh, out I there. can't wait. We're going to hear. There's going to be so many that. Can't wait they to can't hear what's, uh, what planet Leia was from. Oh, we're going to hear that, that, I, that blows my mind. That still hasn't come to me yet. You know what? <laughs> That's going to be a good test to see who listens to the yeah. full episodes because you know we're going to get that feedback pretty quick of uh, what planet it was. You know, I'm expecting my my Jack Ruthruff text. I'm thinking of Drew Idia. Maybe it's because I had President Screw written Drew down here from, from Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a chance. No. It's not that one. It's not that one. But. Uh, Boy, this was a fun one. Your closing thoughts here as we finish up. You always feel like you're leaving somebody out when you do these top fives like that. And it uh, is. We we did, but hey, quite pleased with it. You know, what? I like that I was able to work Biff Tannen in here. But <laughs> good time, Dave. Always a good pod. Yeah, it was. This was one we talked about. Looking forward to. It was fun dusting off popcorn pitches again uh, as well. That was. A, it's always a fun segment to look at that. And I just. I hope some Hollywood person listens. I can't wait to see Thunder and Lightning once again. It's once the theaters, again. Twenty twenty two. Cole and Kale. Uh, they're, they're really going at it. Uh, and Kale's a legitimate name. Kale Yarbrough was a uh, racer in like the seventies. Oh man, it's a, it's a legitimate name for a NASCAR racer, Kale Kale Trickle. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. If, once again, if anyone from Hollywood steals these stories, you better give us a producer credit, or like I'll take ten percent of the royalties. Give, give, just give me ten percent. Let us wet, wet the beak a little add bit. A, add a little butter to our popcorn. So there it is. There it is. And well, you know what? We're gonna add it to the bottom of the bucket because I'm looking down. The bucket's empty. Join us next week for that Kingpin Bucket List, and we look forward to talking movies with you once again next week. My money! Oh yeah? Well, I'm taller. (laughs) 